0: Welcome back to DCOM Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched The Scream Team. Happy Halloween in August. In 2002. In 2002. (laughs) The last 2002 DCOM. Yeah! We're on to 2003. And 2003 is... An amazing year for DComs, and that's that's when we get into the DComs that I remember, like specifically watching on purpose. Like I was like, I'm excited to watch this movie. I remember the commercials for them and stuff, like when they came out. So I did not look at which ones are in 2003. I don't know what's coming up until you tell me at the end of every episode. (laughs) Alright, um, starting off with the... This was a very star-studded cast. (laughs) A lot of people in this, which is kind of weird because I feel like not a lot of people... I've never heard of this movie before. I remembered it because I liked it when I was younger. I think I liked it because it was the Halloween movie Disney Channel made that scared me the least. I mean, not, like, Halloween Town, but, you know. It's, yeah, I liked those movies as a kid where, like... They were, like, meant to be scary, but it just, like, kind of gave you a little thrill mm-hmm. as a child. But it wasn't, like, scary Yeah, you would not watch yeah. it. Like, don't look under the bed. Like, every other movie <laughs> I saw when I was a child. Yeah. Um, so this movie has uh, this guy named Mark Rundle. I think he played Ian. He doesn't, he's still acting, hasn't been in a lot of things I've seen, but he was in Charlie Bartlett, which was a really good movie. I've mentioned it before of people who have been in that movie. And he also voiced Arthur for a brief period. Yeah, of time. from 2002 to 2003, he was Arthur. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that, that note because wow, <laughs> love that. Uh, this movie has Kat Dennings, uh, major star. Uh, she's most famous for her TV show Two Broke Girls. She was also in Charlie Bartlett. Uh, she was in she was in this new show on Hulu called Dollface with Brenda Song. I have not watched it, but I've seen commercials. Uh, she was also in Thor, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which I never saw. That's what the most I know her from. Yeah, I mean, I knew Two Broke Girls was a thing, but I didn't know if it was ever that, like,
1: successful. Well,
0: I looked it up. It ran for, like, seven or eight seasons. Oh, (laughs) I thought that it got canceled after, like, one or two. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's also on The House Bunny, which I've seen bits and pieces of here and there. Yeah. Uh, My favorite fact about Kat Dennings, I don't know if they're still dating, but for a long time she dated Josh Groban. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Which are, like... (laughs) Two people you would not think of in the same realm. I love, okay, first of all, I'm a huge Josh Groban fan, and I love Josh Groban because you forget he exists, and then he just shows up somewhere, and I'm like, oh, it's Josh Groban. Love him. You mean in November when Christmas music is playing? Oh yeah, that too. And I'm talking about, like, sometimes he just shows up in movies and TV shows, and i like, oh my gosh, it's Josh Groban. What's he doing there? Hanging out. Um... We, there's this guy named Robert Boxdale, he was Mr. Dupree in Jet Jackson, I don't remember who that is, but he was in the show and the movie. Yeah. It's the the dad in this movie. Yeah. Um, Eric Idle, who plays, uh, Coffin Ed, he was one of the main founders of Monty Python, so he was in all the Monty Python stuff. I'd never seen it, but I know it's famous. hmm My dad is one of those people who loves, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. Um Tommy Davidson who voiced Oscar Proud in the yeah. Proud Family, Penny Proud's dad. He was, that's Jumper in this movie. Yeah, he was also um I'm guessing a series regular on In Living Color because he was in over 100 episodes. So. All right. Um oh and then we have Queen Kathy Najimy. <laughs> I love Kathy Najimy. I feel like everyone should. Yes. <laughs> um if you don't know Kathy Najimy But you should. I don't know how you (laughs) wouldn't. She's been in literally everything. (laughs) Um, You probably know her from Hocus Pocus. Uh, She played... I don't remember what her name was. I think her name's Mary. She plays the one in with the, the red black dress. hair. Not Sarah Jessica Parker, not Bette Midler. She, she <laughs> has black hair and she rides the vacuum she rides cleaner. A vacuum. Um, my favorite role of hers is Sister Act and Sister Act 2, <laughs> as I forget what her name is, but she's the nun who's very happy, and she always goes for the high vibrato at the end of every song. <laughs> um, she was also in The Wedding Planner, Hope Floats, Rat Race, which I watched a few months ago. It's a journey. Um, she had, she was in Descendants, which we'll get to later. Um, she, oh, she's a regular on King of the Hill, which I've never seen, but I know it's been around for a long time. Um, and then she had guest spots in Veep, Make It or Break It. She was a voice in Wally. Uh, she was on That's the Ravens, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, uh, The Wedding Planner and Hopeful. Did I already say that? I think I said yeah. that. And yeah, I mean, she's been in like a billion other things. Yeah, but we love her. We, we love Kathy McGee. She, oh, amazing. Yeah, and then we also have this one woman. Her name's Edie Inksetter. She's just a background character, but she was also a background character in Get a Clue and Cadet Kelly. Oh. So. Didn't see her. Yeah, I I, I I couldn't tell you who she is. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth covered on my people all the important things. Kathy McGee. Yeah. There are no seventh <laughs> heavens, unfortunately. Mm. I, I don't think I saw any Touched by Angels either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any <laughs> Judge by Amy. Me. Judging Amy. Yeah. Okay, let's start. So, the opening credits have their own sequence, which I feel like we don't see as much in Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> um, and we just, it just goes through, like, the trees at night, and there's this song that plays in the background. I literally, I just tried to look up the lyrics, but I couldn't find them. It says. It's, okay, it's, like, this song, it's, like, made specifically for this movie, and it's, like, the scream team, but it sounds like off-brand Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wrote down, because it's playing, and I'm, like, I see what they're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah, like, we've had a lot of movies that have had songs that, like, are made specifically for the movie, but I want to know when, like, the first, the first, like, non-musical movie wherever they, like, pinned a cast member to sing, like, the main theme of the movie. Mm -hmm. I've been, like, waiting for that. I don't know when that comes up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we begin. Um, We see this, like, string of light, like, floating through a house, mm-hmm. and these lights are looking for someone. Yeah, they're, like, talking. We can only hear the voices, and they're like, we can't find him. He's only been dead six hours. Like, we need to find him. And they're, like, walking around. It, think Not of... walking. They're, like, slithering. That's what I meant. Sorry. Slithering. I, I was saying, think of Luigi's Haunted Mansion. That was the vibe <laughs> that I got from it. <laughs> um, and then we see this woman, like, a, a real woman, showing um, a police officer a dead body, yeah, again, <laughs> another dead body. Disney was really just going for things. Uh, so then we cut to um, this machine that's, like, smashing a pumpkin. Uh, we see that there's a grandpa and his grandson. They're testing uh, the grandpa's pumpkin carver invention. It's not working very well. While the granddaughter films. Um, the machine begins to work, and then we um, cut out, and it it's actually... These children, the children in the video, are watching this videotape. Um, And we can already tell that they're at Grandpa's funeral. They're sadly watching this tape. The man that died was their grandpa. They're in black. There's, like, adults all around them in the background, all dressed in black. Yeah. And so the machine didn't work. It ended up, like, smashing the pumpkin and flying, like, pumpkin guts everywhere. And so this, like, makes them smile. And Grandpa was, like, laughing in the video. And so um, they're going to, like, keep trying until it works and, uh, dad looks uncomfortable when he sees that they're watching this at the funeral, which doesn't make sense, because every funeral I've been to, there's, like, a bunch of, like, pictures and videos playing the entire time. This is yet another movie where we have a shitty dad who projects his emotional instability onto his children. So many daddy issues. His emotional problems onto his children, and then that causes the children (laughs) problems. Yeah, so dad looks uncomfortable. He turns off the TV and he's like, "Yeah, this might make people feel weird. Go make meaningless Go make small talk with, with your grandpa's friends." With people you don't fucking know. It ugh. Yeah, so dad looks at grandpa's face paused laughing on the TV and he goes, mm-hmm. "Didn't know you had it in you, dad." Yeah, I said, "Okay, more daddy issues cuz last time daddy issues." <laughs> yeah, this crying woman goes to hug Claire, the granddaughter. Uh, and then she hugs Ian, and they're just trying to get away. They don't know who this woman is. Yeah. Um. Someone, while this woman is walking behind, or while this woman is hugging Ian, uh, Ian's holding this cake, and someone walks behind them, because they're all crammed together in this house, and he ends up smushing this cake against the woman. It, I guess this is supposed to be a funny moment. Uh-huh. It doesn't contribute anything. Yeah. Um, Claire hears a noise uh, over in another room. She opens the door to find this man throwing, just, like, throwing books off of the floor Yeah, like, he's, like, on a ladder throwing books onto the floor, and she's, like, uh, hi, what are you doing? And he's, like, oh, I'm Warner McDonald. I was friends with your grandpa. I'm just seeing if he has a book. And Claire's, like, why are you doing this? Claire's, like, I've never heard of you. (laughs) Yeah, and she's, he's, like, oh, you must be Claire. Like, I've heard a lot about you. And she's, like, well, I've never heard of you. Um, And then Warner's like, oh, the Halloween festival is coming up. You should come to it. And Claire's like, "Uh, my grandpa just died. I don't really want to go to a festival. Yeah, he pulls out this flyer and gives it to her. And then Dad finally, like, walks in and Warner's like, oh, it's good to see you again. But it's weird. I never thought I'd see you back here or something. And Dad's like... Uh, Warner and Grandpa have hated each other since they were, like, children. Something about a game of Red Rover. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing Red Rover wasn't banned yet. (laughs) Because it was banned when I was in school. (laughs) We played it once, and then... Uh, I don't... I know I've played it. I don't think I ever played it on the playground. There was one time in, like, third grade where the other class was playing it, but then my class just, like, stood there and watched because we're like, we're not supposed to play this. <laughs> oh, yeah, we played it, but people got hurt because that's what happens. Yeah, it's not, it's really not a fun game. <laughs> it's fun as long as you don't get hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, so Warner leaves, Dad explains his history with Grandpa, Um, Claire drops the flyer on the ground and leaves. um. And it starts moving on its own. This flyer. Oh, spooky. Uh, So then we see Ian pick up a photo of him, Claire, and Grandpa. Um, Dad is in the background saying that he's putting Grandpa's house for sale tomorrow and he has to be back at the hospital in two weeks. Um, he's talking to someone and he's saying that there's a bunch of junk in the basement that they have to get rid of. And yeah, he and he's this, like, it's just gonna be hard to throw all this junk away because there's so much of it or whatever. Yeah, when he says this, Ian gets visibly angry. Yeah, so Ian goes downstairs and starts playing with these, like, automated cars and a bunch all of inventions. All these little, like, gadgets that yeah. Grandpa had. and, um, the inventions are, like, moving around, and then Ian's name is, like, being whispered, but as he, like, looks around, Dad comes down, Dad's like, oh, I've been saying your name, like, are you okay? And Ian's like... "Uh, Dad's, like, trying to connect, but Ian's just like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like you know, this stuff is all junk, blah, 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 and Ian's like, no, it's not, and then Dad continues to call it junk after Ian's obviously, like, this means something to me. Yeah, Ian's like, me and Grandpa, like, worked on this together, and Dad's like, mm, it's not going to bring Grandpa back. Yeah, like, bitch, Grandpa just died yesterday! Yeah, and <laughs> Ian's like, hey, I'm not going to let you just throw all this shit in the dumpster, this is, like, what I have, the memories I have with Grandpa. And then fucking Dad says, you know, you're lucky because... I wanted to hang out here with Grandpa when I was a kid, and I never got to. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Daddy issues projecting daddy issues. So, upstairs... Uh, Claire's throwing away dinner because apparently she had to make it and it wasn't very good. And Um, pizza doesn't deliver after 7 because they're in, like, a tiny bumfuck town in Massachusetts. Yeah, and so Ian comes upstairs and he found some newspaper to burn, but we see that the flyer, the Halloween festival flyer, is there again. And they're, like, making a fire. So Dad's like, oh, you know, we should go to this festival if we're still in town. And then he was like, you know, Grandpa only disliked this, uh, festival because Warner's the one who started it. Yeah, so the festival is named after Zachariah Cole. Uh, Grandpa used to talk about him sometimes, and Dad, who grew up in this town, is like, oh yeah, he's a local legend. Um, he was an arsonist 200 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) loved fire more than his wife, and then we whoosh to, like... A flashback where we see Zachariah tending to a fire. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, like, a campfire story type vibe. Yeah, and his wife is like, Zachariah, come inside, please. Yeah, and they're (laughs) like, you could see in his eyes how much he loved fire, and he's just, like, staring at the fire. Yeah, Dad is saying, he's like, the town tried to stop him starting fires, but until his wife threatened to leave, and so... Uh, Zachariah ended up burning his cabin with his wife inside. Yeah, and then they're like, oh yeah, so then he got charged for murder and got burned at the stake (laughs) for murdering his wife. And then that same night, the courthouse burned down. Ooh. And the legend is that Zachariah is still out there. Seeking revenge. Yeah, and so we see him. This yeah, we see <laughs> Zachariah's ghost watching the courthouse burn. With a fireball in hand, and he throws it towards us. Toward and then, the camera. Yeah. Oh, so spooky. And Claire, after we come out of this, Claire is like, I think this just means that the whole town is stupid that they believe this. Um, but then the wind opens the door, causing a draft to catch the flyer on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad stomps it out, and when he stomps it out, only Zachariah's face from the flyer is left. Oh, spooky. Uh, so Dad puts Ian to bed in Grandpa's Yeah, okay! And Dad's like, are you okay, like, sleeping in here? And Ian's like... He didn't die in here, did he? And yeah. I was like, or Dad's like, no, and he's like, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I would be, but okay. Um, fun story. <laughs> Whenever we were in high school, we all we spent the night at our friend's house after a dance, like junior year. There was and more so, than ten of us. Yeah, in This basement. We're all in a basement. It's like a not finished basement. It's there's a like concrete. Floor. Yeah. There's a rug, but there's concrete floor, which most of us are on. There was like maybe two couches, which neither of us were on, and a very very tiny <laughs> heater that did not. Reach to anywhere in the room besides right in front of it. Yeah, it's and February, <laughs> so it's very it's February. cold. February, <laughs> and I was very the cold. Only, okay, the only, only blankets, <laughs> blankets that were provided, like, were already taken. There was one blanket that <laughs> and I, gra- house, I grabbed off the shelf, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so cold!" And then, so the owner of the house, our friend Sarah, goes, "Oh, my grandpa died in that blanket." <laughs> And I was like, I'm so fucking cold, I don't care. I will wrap myself in your grandfather's death blanket. And so I did. And that's all I could think about whenever (laughs) Dad's like, are you okay to sleep in your dead grandpa's bed? That's all I could think about. But (laughs) anyway, yeah, um, Ian is telling Dad about, oh, wait. Oh, okay, yeah, so they say goodnight, whatever, and then we hear this like clattering Ian noise falls asleep. Yeah. So yeah, later in the night we hear this like clattering noise. The entire room is like shaking. Yeah. Which wakes Ian up. Yeah, and so Ian is like, who's there? But he ends up like screaming and running out of the room and looking for dad. So Ian is telling dad about this like clinking and everything, but as they go into the room, Claire crawls out from underneath the bed and she's like laughing, and Ian's like, That's not funny. La, la, la. So, Ian tries to go back to bed, um, and then as he's, like, laying in bed, it gets super windy inside, and the closet door opens, and then... And then these, everything, like, falls off the shelf. Yeah, and so, again, Ian's like, what the fuck? We see this light beam say Ian's name again, like, whisper Ian's name, and then it goes downstairs, and Ian's trying to follow it, and so Dad's like, Ian, what are you doing up again? And so Ian tries to explain, which never works, like, I don't yeah. understand why kids in movies try to explain this paranormal stuff to their parents, because, like, my parents would never believe that. I would just leave them out They'd of They'd probably it. just be like, okay, Elizabeth, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd probably just be like, okay, have fun. Yeah, so Dad, obviously. <laughs> fun with your Dad obviously says, this was a nightmare, and Ian's like, maybe it's a message from beyond. He's like, well, you started talking to me, so I lost it. (laughs) Yeah, and so, um, they're cleaning up the room, and they find that these books that fell are property of the, um, library, and so they're, they put them back. As Claire is putting them back, there's a box that says FC carved on it, um, and Ian's like, you know, what if that was Grandpa's ghost? And Dad's like, just go to bed. (laughs) So the yes. next day, Claire, Ian, and Dad are all carrying boxes. They're, like, packing everything up still. And Dad said it's time for breakfast. Oh, for no, they, a break. To go into town. Yeah, they're going to go into town to, um... Return those return library, library books. books. So Dad tells Claire to go get the books. And Ian follows her to try and stop her. Because he's like, I haven't read them yet. Grandpa's ghost is trying to tell me something. There's a message. We have to listen. And yeah, Claire's so, like, it doesn't matter. Claire goes to grab the books and notices the box. which Which, with the initials FC carved into it. She <clears throat> picks it up and sets it down on the desk, but then they have to leave. And as they're, le- they're leaving, the voice whispers, Ian, again. Mm-hmm. So at the library, Ian is looking at this Zachariah Cole exhibit. Um, Dad tells the librarian, or no. Yeah, Dad tells the librarian, like, oh, like this Zachariah Festival is putting our little town on the map. Um, and then the librarian says, oh, you know, this town has more fires per capita than any other state. Yeah, unsolved fires per capita <laughs> than so any far. other town in the state. <laughs> um, the kids discover that Warner owns the land where Zechariah's cabin was, and he wants to build a replica for tourists, maybe even a theme park. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so outside, Dad goes into another building while the kids wait outside. Um, Grandpa's hardware store is still there. It closed, um, a few years before, and apparently it still upsets Yeah, it's a a tough subject, because Ian's like, oh, I missed the store, and Claire's like, don't bring it up. Yeah, so then these two men, which which I eventually learned was Warner, pull up in a truck beside their kids, and he's literally like hey kids, literally, have some candy. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) that's creepy. Uh, Warner asks about Grandpa's book again, so obviously there's something weird going on if this man was just throwing books at your Grandpa's funeral in his house. Yeah, but he, like, crashes into something before he can ask more questions. Yeah. Uh, The kids walk over to a field where they're setting up the festival, and then Warner walks up again and continues to ask about the books. But then dad walks up and interrupts him. Um, Warner starts talking. He says, oh, it's a shame that grandpa couldn't find someone to take over the store and it had to close. You know, my boys love being a part of my family business. Yeah. He's just trying (laughs) to make him feel bad. Yeah, so back at home, Claire starts opening the box that she found. It's full of pictures and ribbons of Dad when he was a kid and all of his, like, achievements and accomplishments. Yeah, and the top of the box says, for Dad, love Richard, on the inside. There's a newspaper clipping that says, local boy gets accepted to Harvard because, of course, he does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so dad comes in to tell Claire that he's going back into town, and he sees the box, and he's like, oh, I made that in wood shop in sixth grade, and he was like, I made it for grandpa for Christmas, and Claire's like, oh, well, it must have meant a lot to grandpa, and dad's like, no, grandpa said I didn't stand it properly, (laughs) because again, daddy issues. Even though it's full of all of his achievements and accomplishments and everything that would make a father proud, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't look at that. He could only think of the negatives. Yeah. Uh, Ian comes upstairs from the basement with, um, a ghost catching a Vacuum machine. machine. It literally looks like what they use in Ghostbusters. Yeah, and he's like, I can catch a ghost, and Dad's just like, okay, whatever, and leaves. Yeah, Claire's doing homework in her room as Ian falls asleep in the hallway waiting for a ghost. Um, later he gets woken up to a light whooshing upstairs. He sees it go, like, in... Each room through the keyholes, Mm -hmm. and so whenever it goes into the last room, he puts the jar up to the keyhole and catches this light inside the jar. Yeah, and he, like, uh, screws it closed, and so um, he shows the spirit, it asks to be let out. Yeah, we see, like, (laughs) the actual, like, face of the spirit in the jar. And, and he's it's like, like hey, yeah, he's like, hey, can you please let me out? And he's like, not before I show people. So he goes to wake up Claire. Claire sees it and screams. She doesn't believe it's a ghost, but Ian's She's like, like it is. my like, a explanation. Like, ugh, all older stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> Claire is about to say that there's no such thing as ghosts, and then another ghost comes forward dressed in a pirate's outfit. Yeah, he, he, like, comes in as a light, but then he, like, appears as, like, an actual ghost as a person, and he, oh, I thought he was a colonial man. Oh, I put pirate outfit. That was the vibe I got. But I yeah. put colonial man, like a like a British soldier. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he, Claire screams again, and then uh, Ian's like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And Claire's like, "This is the antithesis of cool." <laughs> yeah, the ghost asks for the jar, but Ian won't give it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the ghost tries to make a scary face, but they're not scared to try and get it back. Um, yeah. Ian tries to suck him into the machine. But uh the ghost stops it and transforms into a light again and leaves. Yeah. So Claire and Ian decide to follow the ghost outside and into the dark, scary forest. At night! alone as children um they think they lose it when claire falls but then they look up and they see all these lights shooting through the sky that are ghosts and it doesn't make sense because like anyone would be able to see that do they just think there's like a meteor shower every night like what what? i don't know so they decide to follow all these lights into this sort of like abandoned mansion Mm -hmm. inside we learn that it's the north american zone six soul retrieval center uh, we see all kinds of, like, see-through, pale people yeah, in And some sort of, like, registration line. Yeah, and people are saying name, ma- matter of death, and Thank this typewriter, like, cl- clicks. Yeah, this is female ghost who keeps the line moving, and there's a line of ghosts that are walking through the portal one by one into the afterlife. Kathy and Ajimi shows up and tells people to hurry up. Love that for her. um, Ian and Claire walk up to the house, and the, I call him Colonial Man, his name's Ed. We don't learn this until, like, halfway through the movie. Coffin' Ed. (laughs) Yeah, Ed tells Mariah, uh, Kathy Majimi, that there is a problem. He's missing the soul that he was sent to retrieve, and Jumper, his partner, is also missing, who Ian captured in the jar. And then he's like, oh, there's one more problem. And as that happens, Claire and Ian somehow fall through, like, the ceiling, like, the the floor of the floor above so and then come down to the floor and he's like oh yeah that's the last problem and so Claire and Ian are, like, seeing all these dead people, Mariah and is angry. She's like, the living are here. I'm gonna get into so much trouble. Yeah, and Ed says that, she was oh, okay. sort of, like, she runs this center. Yeah. Ed's like, it's okay. Like, you guys are just dreaming. And they're like, no, you're stupid. And so they show Jumper is in the jar, and they're like, we'll trade you him for an answer. Maria just, like, not Maria, Mariah just takes yeah, the jar. Yeah, I think they call her Maria at first. Oh, do they? And then they, like, start calling her Mariah after, because I first wrote Maria. Oh, I just wrote Ed. But yeah, so she takes the jar and just lets Jumper out and Jumper complains a little bit, haha. But uh we see more people like going to the afterlife. So they like step through this mirror thing and then they get to the afterlife. Yeah, Ian immediately realizes he's like, Oh, we're in an afterlife way station. Yeah, and so uh Jumper introduces himself to Claire and uh, yeah he introduces himself and ed as the soul patrol and i just want to say his name is jumper because he's dressed like as if like he's a skydiver Mm -hmm. so i'm guessing that the outfits that they wear are the ones that they die in so coffin ed i assumed was in a colonial uniform and he died in war he also has a british accent um jumper i assumed died in a skydiving accident because he's wearing skydiving equipment but then mariah is wearing a wedding outfit and okay I thought about this a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, this takes place in 2002, right? So, like, the style of that time would be like stupid, like, puffy sleeves and like a billion things coming out of your veil. That'd be like 90s and 80s. So, I feel like Mariah was probably from like the 60s or 70s, maybe of like the, um, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Anti culture? No. Anti culture? The opposite culture. C- counterculture. Counterculture. Yeah. Counterculture side of, like, maybe, like, flower power. And I was like, well, what could have happened that made her die, like, on her wedding day besides, like, a random, like, either person coming in and killing everyone or just, like, some sort of weird explosion? And I came up with the conclusion. That she was in the cult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where she was going with that one. <laughs> she that, drank the Kool-Aid. She was in a cult. She was one of, like, 30 brides that day. And then the guy was like, mm-mm. Now it's time for y'all to die, and that's what happened to Mariah. She eventually mentions, like, wanting to go to the afterlife to see her family. It's not her biological family. It's, like, her Manson family. I was hoping that it was her biological family. Like, maybe a- in the afterlife, oh, she's she, like, she oh, she that was the dumb. Real <laughs> and she was like, I cut off on my family and friends because I was in a cult. So she wants hmm. to see them. Um, I have questions, though. If you think that that's what they died in, because there's, like, a ballerina. Like, she fucking died on stage. How'd you do that? Or like- Maybe. Um, Abby Lee Miller <laughs> said... That in a production, someone's hand got severed off and he kept dancing. Well, yeah, but I guess he didn't die. He kept dancing. Maybe. Well, yeah, I also went, like, a little dark. I was like, maybe her husband died and she got into her wedding dress and killed herself. But I was like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah so yeah they're all in this place and they're talking about like oh what's on the other side mariah's like well i'll never fucking know we're all here because we're in purgatory she basically like explains that they have to do this job and then once they like meet whoever's standards then they get to go through the portal themselves and mariah is only a week away from being able to leave so she that's why she's so adamant about everything going right because she wants to get to her family as quickly as she can yeah, so Ian immediately finds this registry of, like, the people who have died and the people who are coming through the station, and he sees Grandpa's name, but it isn't checked. And Mariah says, like, oh, there's, like, many reasons people don't cross over as long as we get, like, everyone who's here into the thing, like, it doesn't matter, just trying to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ian makes a deal to help Grandpa cross over if they reveal that they never saw- that they- blah, blah. he makes a deal. He tells them that they'll never tell anyone what they saw here if they can help Grandpa cross over to the other side. Um, but, and, they have to help Grandpa accomplish whatever unfinished business he had. That's usually the reason why people don't immediately cross over. Yeah, and so... Mariah agrees, but only if Grandpa's back by tomorrow night. No exceptions. Yeah, so Ian and Claire walk back to the, back through the woods. Uh, they wonder what Grandpa could possibly want. Um, they come back home and find that Dad had called the cops on them. Because they were gone and their children... (laughs) Uh, Dad asks where they were, and Claire is about to tell the truth, but Ian immediately lies and says they were frog hunting and they got lost. Uh, So they walk inside and the cops leave. Um, And that ends there. Yeah. The next day, Ian and Claire are packing up books, uh, and Dad goes into town, and he keeps asking, like, is everything okay? Well, yeah, because once he leaves, Ian and Claire are going to go upstairs to do, like, more research and stuff. So he leaves, and they're going upstairs, and Dad comes back and he's like, are you guys sure you're okay? And they're like, yeah, we're fine, leave. And then he, like, leaves again, comes back again, and, like, it's like, oh, haha, funny, but. Yeah, so, Dad finally leaves, and Claire and Ian try to lure out Grandpa. Um, Claire has Dad's box, and they try, like, all these different ways of summoning him, and eventually, Grandpa comes out of the closet in his, like, fully formed body. Mm -hmm. Um, they try to tell him that he has to cross over, Um, but as this is happening, Grandpa looks worried as this fire swirls out of the fireplace. Yeah. Um, Zachariah's ghost appears in this, like, swirl of fire and captures Grandpa in a fireball and then crushes him. He throws a fireball at the curtain, which catches fire, and then leaves. Yeah. Uh, Dad comes back after, like, ten minutes He runs upstairs and begins to yell at them, like "I left you alone and you started a fire." Yeah, but they can't explain what happened. They're Mm -hmm. like, "You just have to trust us. It wasn't us. We weren't doing anything." Yeah, and so Dad sees Grandpa's box again. He opens it this time and sees the picture of himself, and he like smiles a little bit. He's like, "Oh my God, maybe my dad did care about me." But he's like, "You kids are acting out because of Grandpa," and (laughs) and he's like, "Oh, this is about me." And the kids are like, "It's not about you. Fuck off." Yeah, uh, so then Ian and Claire run back to the ghost portal, because again, apparently Dad isn't like, hey, you guys are grounded, you can't leave, they just leave again. Yeah, the whole place is empty because apparently ghosts like to travel at night. Mm -hmm. Um, they tell Jumper, Ed, and Mariah that they met Zachariah. Um, Ed says that Zachariah likes to hide out in an old mine across town. Yeah, Um, and Claire asks, like, why didn't Zachariah cross? And Jumper's like, well, he captures people's souls and steals their light force and, um he asks if grandpa can still cross over. And Mariah's like, everything's fine. Like, we just need to do something. If we don't have time for this. We have a 99% cross rate. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> and, yeah. And so Jumper's like, we're the soul patrol. They're stuck in Zachariah's ghost, but we need to go save them. Yeah, so Jumper is able to rally Ed, and they agree to go save Grandpa, while Mariah's still worried about getting fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ed, Jumper, Claire, and Ian walk through town. It's daylight uh, with Ian's ghost catcher. Yeah, they're going to the mine, which is where he keeps the souls. Yeah. And Claire again also doesn't understand why zachariah wants revenge and so she's like we should probably try and figure that out because if we know the reason why zachariah won't cross over then maybe we can just like help him achieve that and then everyone can leave and they're all like no that doesn't make sense we don't <laughs> care we only care about grandpa blah, blah 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 yeah so they come across the mine and it's all boarded up um ian breaks open the mine door and they get in and they take the elevator down underground their plan is to trap him in this machine and just, like, throw him through the portal. Yeah. Uh, but as they, like, come up to the hideout, they hear this, like, woman wailing, and they see Zechariah in this, like, swirl of floating firepower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, Zachariah's powering up. So Ian turns on the vacuum and tries to start sucking Zachariah into it um but the machine like stops and so Ian's like kicking it and they're still like he's like halfway in the machine uh it starts working again they get him in here and they put a cork at the end but they like they have him in there I'm like okay what do we do now and then he like busts out of the vacuum machine because it wasn't tested I guess he shoots out which causes Claire to fall into the mine shaft where all the captured souls are yeah she's hanging on to the to the edge trying not to like fall all the way down and so ian grabs a rope and is starting to help her uh and they claire sees all of these faces like around the walls like begging her for help and is obviously scared and ed goes to help ian jumper says like i'll take on zachariah and so claire finally gets up as zachariah starts flying towards uh jumper and swallows him up so now jumper is like a part of the souls that he has um like captured and ed promises that he'll rescue jumper um, as they, like, leave, obviously, because is dangerous, and as they get out of the mine, a cop pulls up, and Ed is like, alright, you guys are on your own, so Ian and Claire are just like, we were, we didn't know this was private property. Yeah, there's a giant, like, burned through hole in the door of the mine shaft, because that's how, like, Zachariah went through, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the police tell them that this mine is boarded up because it's full of natural gas leaks, and they immediately are, like, blame the fire on them. Yeah. Um, so they get taken to the police station where Dad is waiting, and Dad is like, oh, two misbehavings in two days, we're going back home to Boston tomorrow. Um, they try to convince him that they didn't start the fire, it was Zachariah. Yeah. And this whole time, Warner is watching them through the sign that has, like, eye holes cut out of it. Yeah, because he's spying, oh. Yeah, so Um, clearly Dad doesn't believe them. Back at home, they try to tell Dad everything that happened, and still, he doesn't believe them. And Ian yells that he doesn't care about Grandpa, and Claire's like, okay, both of you have daddy issues, and you both need to work it out. Um, Dad and Grandpa never got along, and now you guys are always fighting. Like, you're repeating the cycle, because Claire is the only smart person in this movie. Yeah, and then Dad, like, briefly looks at her for a moment, and she's like, you sounded like mom there. So, apparently mom is dead, I guess. And there's I don't, no explanation of yeah, that at all. I don't all. fucking know. Yeah. They hear an explosion outside, and so they go out and look, and the lawn is on fire, and when they put it out, it spells, stay away. Yeah. And so dad's like, oh, this is a prank, and Claire's like, that's not a prank. <laughs> uh, and dad checks on Ian as he's sleeping, and then the next morning, dad's talking to the police about what happened last night about the fire, and dad doesn't believe that the fire, uh, was just, like, a prank anymore, and he thinks that there was something, like, some bad yeah, blood going he's, on. he's, like, someone is threatening the family, and I'm not gonna go home just leaving them here, but you got, you kids, you can't get in trouble. Yeah, So Claire and Ian walk through the woods again. They're on Warner's Warner's private property looking for the remains of Zachariah's cabin with Ed. Yeah, and so Claire is again saying, we need to figure out why he's doing this so we can stop him. And again, they're like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, we see there's like a camera in like the point of view of something that's on the ground following them. Um, They approach this huge crater that was left in the ground by the cabin explosion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Claire sees this pipe sticking out of the middle of the ground. Um, Ed uses his ghost powers to go into the pipe and see how deep it is. Mm -hmm. And as that happens, Ian and Claire turn around and see this angry dog barking at them. Yeah. Ed comes out and since he is a ghost and things walk through his body he's able to distract the dog while Ian and Claire escape they scream the entire time that they're running even though you're not supposed to be on private property yeah and you shouldn't do that yeah (laughs) and then you're also just letting the dog know where you are it doesn't make sense but Ian and Claire go back to the library to the uh Zachariah exhibit and Claire is looking at a piece on display and she's like that pipe that we found like that piece that's in there that would attach to the pipe And so Claire asks for records from around Zachariah's lifetime. And the librarian's like, oh yeah, like those books that your grandpa borrowed are about that. And so she goes to grab them, but they're missing. And so the librarian says like, oh, Warner was the last one to look at those. So Claire and Ian put it together that Warner's weird actions were, like, he needed those books. So they're like, you know, we've already trespassed, let's just go to his house again. Yeah, they're outside, and they spot Warner's truck, and they look inside, and the angry dog that was there before is sitting there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Warner greets him, and he says that his dog got worn out after chasing trespassers. He looks directly at Ian, and he says, some people don't know when to stay away. Oh, (laughs) Uh, we learned learned that the festival is tonight, and after Warner leaves, Claire, again, she tells Ian that they have to break into Warner's house to find the books. Yeah, and so Ed's ghost, oh, ghost shows up while they're at Warner's house, and he, like, unlocks the door to let them in. They go inside, and they're looking, uh, but as this happens, Warner gets home. Warner gets home. Ian found the books, and so ed tells them that warner's back and he just like again leaves them there to fend for themselves so claire and ian are like trying to get their way out be sneaky and not be heard um and so yeah warner comes up to the house he notices that his back door is completely open so he walks in like he's like saying like hello like wondering if someone's there yeah he then immediately runs upstairs and realizes that his books are missing and screams i knew it Um, and at the same, he opens the door, and at the same time, dad is right there about to knock, Mm -hmm. and his dad's like, oh, I just wanted to ask some questions about Zachariah Cole. Um, Warner immediately is like, your kids broke into my house and stole my books! Yeah, and so (laughs) dad tries to defend his kids, but Warner's like, I'm gonna get them arrested! And dad's, dad says, like, you're overreacting, like, you know, it's fine, and he even sees Claire and Ian, and so this time, he finally decides to help them. they're They're hiding in a closet, Yeah. And so Dad, like, distracts uh, Warner enough so that Ian and Claire can get out. Yeah, so Ian and Claire walk back home um, into the house carrying the books, and Dad immediately confronts them. He's very, very mad, Yeah. but he agrees that Warner was the one who set the fire on the lawn. Yeah, he's like, I think it's weird that someone's house is broken into and he immediately checks if library books are missing. Yeah, and so uh, we cut back to Zachariah's mind. Jumper is just asking for help yeah, again. Just a brief. Yeah. And yeah. So then back at the house, Claire is saying that Zachariah, she thinks Zachariah tried to drill a natural gas well and it blew up. And Ian's like, well, that isn't true. That happened years later, like, like 50 miles yeah, away. Yeah, natural gas, they didn't start building those until later. Yeah. Um, But then Claire is like, that would explain the pipe and the crater and it would explain why he's still here. He was wrongly convicted, and wants revenge, he wants the truth to come out. Yeah, because... Why are the books so important? Well, yeah, and she was like, because he didn't actually kill his wife if he was just trying to, like, build this pipe, and then there was, like, a pipe, yeah, if it broke. Yeah, so the whole time, everyone thought that Zachariah killed his wife because he set his house on fire, but it turns out he was just trying to um, make this natural gas Yeah, he was just trying to harness the gas. He was just a science inventor, and it was just, like, a freak accident that happened... And, um, they also, they don't know what this has to do with the book still. So, yeah. they're trying to, like, look through the books and see why they were so important. So, in one of the books, they find Zachariah's wife's obituary, and it says something about his unnatural invention that is what killed his wife. Yeah, so, and so... then Ian gets angry, because he's like, none of this is helping Grandpa, and Dad, you're selfish, and then he runs away. Yeah. Um, and Dad's like, mm, he just needs time to himself, because I was like that when I was a child. Yeah, so then Ian runs through the forest by himself in dark to the portal, and he's talking to Mariah, and Ian's like, you have to help Grandpa, like, you need to do this, or else I'm gonna tell the big guns, and he, like, goes over to the people who are going through the portal and is like, I have a message for you, and Mariah's like, no, do not tell them, um, and she's- he, she's like I only have one more week if everything stays quiet and so Ian calls her selfish too and then says that like all those other souls need to get back to their families that's what you want and like you should help them and then you'd be a hero and they'd probably let you into the afterlife early and so um and so Mariah's like yes you are right I will help yeah uh, <laughs> I said that he Tom Sawyer'd Mariah to help yeah so back at home Claire and dad are still reading they learned that Zachariah never got a trial Uh, never got the chance to defend himself or tell the truth, and he was sentenced the very next day. And his last words were, wait for me, Rebecca. (laughs) Rebecca's already dead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, people thought he was a sorcerer, again, probably, like, around the time. Yeah, know, because like he was using, like, he was natural just, gas. He was as energy. a scientist. Yeah. Yeah, and people were afraid of him. Yeah. Um, Warner, they decide, they deduce that Warner probably knows the truth, and that would take away the hype from his, from his, like, precious festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and Claire's like, oh, well, Zachariah will probably cross over and stop this if everyone just, if we, like, clear his the truth name. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, we cut to the festival that night. It is hopping. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Jumper is calling for help in the mine again. Um, Ian and Ed arrive at Zachariah's place. Um, They go down. They start, like, taunting him, and he begins to throw a fireball, but Mariah appears and intercepts it. Um, Back at the festival, Claire and Dad are looking for Warner. Um, They find him, and they're like, you need to announce the truth about Zachariah. And Warner's like, why would anyone care? Like, it's just a ghost story. It happened 200 years ago. Yeah. And Claire's like, because he's keeping my grandfather hostage in the afterlife. Yeah, and Warner doesn't say anything about how crazy yeah. that is, but he's just like, you know, Zachariah Cole is the perfect villain. He's the person that people love to hate. And Dad's like, okay, you either clear his name or we're going to do it for you. And so Warner grabs the book and just throws it into the fire and laughs. And he's That's like... That's library property, bitch. Yeah, and he's like, what are you going to do now? Uh, so, then we cut back to the mine, and Mariah says that he needs to, Zachariah needs to free these souls, or else, and she sneezes on him, which, like, freezes him for a little bit, but doesn't actually do very much. Yeah, Zachariah says he only took the souls who had unfinished business, um, and then Zachariah begins to breathe fire. Yeah. Um, It lands, like, right on Mariah, and we never find out what happened to her, but Ian and Ed run away. Um, Zachariah ends up emerging from this giant bonfire at the festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad goes to grab Warner as Zachariah starts throwing fireballs everywhere. Yeah, so everyone is obviously, like, running away, going everywhere, but Claire is the only one who's, like, standing there not doing anything, and he's like, why aren't you running? And she's like, I know the truth, I know you're innocent, and he's like well, that doesn't matter, I'm still gonna destroy like the now town. now you know why I gotta destroy everything. Yeah, and so Dad tells Warner to apologize, and Warner's like, I'm sorry, I knew that you were blackmailed, and I didn't clear your name. But Zachariah throws a fireball at him, and he, like, runs away so he doesn't, like, die, but he gets, like, burned by the fire. Yeah, Ha-ha. so Claire is like, Zachariah, you're human, you don't want to do this. Remember, Rebecca, your wife is waiting. Yeah, and she picks (laughs) up the picture that has, like, the drawing from his wife's obituary in the 1800s. And then that's when he decides to leave and meet his wife in the portal. (laughs) It took him 200 years at a 13-year-old girl to remember his wife was waiting in the afterlife. And now his name is cleared. I guess that was important (laughs) to him. I said his heart grew two sizes as he shrunk down to a normal size and then left. I... Maybe he couldn't cross over until this happened. I don't know. Yeah. It, so I, everyone comes out from hiding at the festival, and Ian, Dad, and Claire all hug each other, and Ian points to all the free spirits that are in the sky, and he's like, I guess Zechariah, let them go. Yeah, so, so, yeah, the family comes home that night, and Grandpa's ghost is waiting in the living room. Uh, Grandpa reveals that he dropped the books, the library books, off the shelf just so that Dad would see the box that was behind them. Yeah, because says, the kids thought, like, oh, thanks for that tip, Grandpa, and he's like, no, that's not what what I did, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. <laughs> he said that all he wanted was to know before he moved on, was, he wanted to know that, he wanted Dad to know that he was proud of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandpa says that he was so cold because he wanted so much for his future, and he just kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him, but he didn't focus on the present. And da- and then he's like, and that's what you're doing with your child. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Claire and Ian, like, say their goodbyes to Grandpa, and then they give Dad and Grandpa some time to, like, talk a little bit. Uh, so then Claire and Ian go back to the portal, and they're sitting with Jumper. Mariah comes back through the mirror, and she's like, well, I'm posted here indefi- indefinitely because of the public spectacle of those flying <laughs> ghosts. And she Ian- cries. <laughs> Ian is wearing a t-shirt that says, dead people rock. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, uh, Claire and Ian aren't going back to Boston because Dad wants to stay in town suddenly, so they're just uprooting their it's lives. It's the middle of the school year, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, and so Dad... Oh, so then we cut to the next day. Dad is opening a medical clinic here in town. It's where the hardware shop used to be. Warner is taking down his um, Zachariah blasphemy signs he has everywhere, and they're hanging a new sign that says, Home of the Invention Fair. Um, So then at home, Ian and Claire are working on the pumpkin carver machine again, and Dad comes up, and he offers to help them with the jammed part, and, like, the machine starts working for a second, and then pumpkin guts get flown everywhere, and they laugh and have a pumpkin fight, and Ed watches, and he's like, it's not so bad being a ghost, and that's the end. That's it this was really short <laughs> probably was I okay whenever I was a kid like I said I liked this because it was supposed to be like kind of scary and there were like ghosts but I wasn't like scared of it so I was like oh my god I'm cool I'm not scared of a scary movie <laughs> I felt that about the Nancy Drew movie with Emma Roberts <laughs> <laughs> can't relate on that front <laughs> so it's like oh like a murderer on the loose. Oh, one of the things I was going to ask you while we were watching this is, like, I feel like I know the answer, but do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we both believe in ghosts. I don't think ghosts work like this, necessarily, although I do think that they got the thing right about, like, unfinished business, because, like, not, obviously not everyone is a ghost. I feel like you can, like, not choose, necessarily, but, like, sometimes you can, There's like, like a stick s- around. a certain part of your spirit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had an interaction with a ghost. I don't want to have an interaction yeah, with a ghost. we don't want to be possessed. We believe in possession and I don't want that. I, in the name of the father, we grew up Catholic. <laughs> we went to Catholic school our whole lives. But it's okay. If you do not open up yourself to that and you say like, I do not want this, then it can't happen to you. You have to open yourself up to that. So don't do it. Don't play with Ouija boards. In college, I had to watch The Exorcist because I, t- I took a horror movie class and that was the one movie that I was scared about. I didn't watch most of it. I like <laughs> looked down the entire time and then whenever after class I got into my car I immediately put on gospel music well, okay yeah the Jenna and Julian podcast the one time that they talked about possession do you remember that Jenna played like sounds of people being possessed? Yes! oh my god I that's fucking terrifying <laughs> absolutely not no no no, no. anyway so, yes we believe in ghosts <laughs> yeah I just felt like that was a fun little thing to add I feel like there's too much like unexplained stuff for like, any other explanation. Yeah, I believe in ghosts. Like, what's what's the harm in believing? There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. So, how, did you have any quotes? I didn't. Yeah. The only, <laughs> I don't remember where it was, but I had one. I mentioned it, though, I think. Um, how did you rate and rank this? I gave this a 2 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it at number 37 below Northern Lights and above Under Wraps. I gave this a two out of five as well. I put it at number thirty-nine. Stepsister from Planet Weird is above it, and Twas the Night is below it. This was our fiftieth episode, oh! which okay, so it's really weird. So we're we've almost been doing this for a year now, so that's weird. Um, I can't believe, I think I said this last time, I can't believe we stuck with it for so long. <laughs> well, and now, next year, we're on to 2003, which, like I said, it has some good ones coming up. We have, so next week, we have You Wish. Um, I don't oh, know what's after, after that, Steven. but we also have the Even Stevens movie. We have The <gasps> Cheetah Girls. Oh, my God. We have Eddie, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. I can't wait. So, 2003 is going to be a good year. We hope you stick around. (laughs) We hope you stick around. Stick around for 2003. It's fun times. (laughs) Bye. Bye.